Susan B. Anthony and her followers have won for women the right to vote. It seems to me that bitch isn't a word. It's a moment, an experience. She successfully spanned the Atlantic from Newfoundland to Londonderry, Ireland. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Say what? Bitch, bitch, bitch. Hello, welcome to Bitch Street, the podcast about badass women in history who are not in the history books because bullshit. I am Kelly McLean, and normally at this point, my podcast partner, Lisa, would say, and I am Smarty Pants Lisa, but I'm not here with Smarty Pants Lisa. Smarty Pants Lisa is fine. This is just a special episode for Veterans Day, and I'm here with Smarty Pants Patrick, my husband. Hey. Hey. Hi, baby. Hey, thanks for having having me on. You're welcome. No, hallelujah. We had one hell of a fucking time getting on the air because Pat is in another country way far away, and there are settings and there's issues and international negotiations have to happen. I don't know, but... It was a clusterfuck, as they would say I in the was, military. I was literally unprepared. It, well, it's morning where he is, and he's had a cup of coffee, but that's about it. But this episode was his idea, and yet he didn't know we needed to use Skype or something to record. He just thought we would talk on the phone, <laughs> and the well, angels would record on. it. <laughs> well, joke's on you, because you said yes and married me. <clears throat> I have no regrets, babe. Good. Me either. Um, um, okay, so I am just sort of along for the ride on this. Like I said, this is a special episode. Pat's been wanting to do, I think there's more than one of these in him, but he's been wanting to do this for a long time. Whenever he runs across a story about some badass woman, he's like, babe, you got to put this on bitch tree. So I'll write them down. And some of them we've gotten to, some of them we haven't. Um, this one he's been talking about for a long time and I wanted to do something for Veterans Day. And so I said, Hey, so, um, here we are by the grace of the, uh, audio gods. And, um, I don't really know much. Um, this show is about Colonel retired Colonel Kim Campbell. But Wikipedia says Colonel Kim Nicole Reed Campbell. Uh, Kim Casey Campbell is a retired colonel who served in the Air Force for 24 years as a fighter pilot and a senior military leader. She has flown 1,800 hours in the A-10 Warthog, including more than 100 combat missions protecting troops on the ground in both Iraq and Afghanistan. In 2000. In 2003, Kim was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross for Heroism after successfully recovering her battle-damaged airplane after an intense close air support mission. Um, According to Wikipedia, she was decorated for piloting her A-10 Thunderbolt II. Is that right, Pat? Yes, otherwise affectionately known as the Warthog. The Warthog, okay. Back to base in southern Iraq after taking heavy anti-aircraft artillery damage in aerial combat over Baghdad during Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2003. So that was the second Gulf War. After her tour of duty in Iraq ended, 
Campbell gave lectures throughout the United States about her experience, including one at the National Air and Space Museum. Uh, she was promoted to the rank of major in 2006. And now I have to back up and tell you about Pat. Pat, my darling husband over there, uh, was in the Army. He served in the Gulf War. There's a special episode of, gosh, I don't even remember what the name of the show was at that point. Was it bitch explaining or it was being badass? Who knows? I have had many show names. I've had a radio show or a podcast since 2016, but there have been many names that have come and gone until I actually settled on bitch explaining and bitch story and um, bitch scopes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there's a special episode floating around of me interviewing Pat. And we hadn't been together too long at the time. It was before we were married. Um, and I just interviewed him about his experience in the Gulf War because it was pretty intense. And when I met him, he sort of like eased me into this story. <laughs> it was early. He sent me um, this um, link to a newsletter, like this archaic remember in the old days how the company would have a newsletter it was like that but it was like some military or army newsletter and um like it was it was printed on a mimeograph or some shit it was stars and stripes babe stars and stripes sorry is this like a a renowned military newsletter you're gonna have to do a whole show on stars and stripes then but yes, it's oh. a, it's a military newsletter that's actually still going on, and you can still hard copy it. I can still get a copy of it where I'm at. Oh wow, now. I'm sure it's yeah. digitized now. But no, it it's was either both. Yeah, I, I can actually read a paper. Yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah, for the old guys, probably. Uh, no, n- yeah, not necessarily you. That's not what I meant. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> this newsletter. He sent me this link to this newsletter that looked like it had been run on a ditto machine from the elementary school. And on page nine or whatever was this article. And like the first word is his last name. And it starts talking about what was going on in this battle. And I was like, excuse me, what? Like I he didn't he does not lead with this when you meet him. He's the most humble human being I've probably ever met. Um then he sends me a couple photos, one of which is the, well, I called it a tank. It's a Bradley that looks like somebody wrung it out like a dish rag. And turns out he was driving it when it achieved that state of being. Um, so while he was driving it, it was hit. Da, 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 da. So I interviewed him and that interview's out there. I'll link it in the notes for this show. Um, so ever since then, we've been talking about doing this again, but we rarely can get our shit together to do so. But here we are. Um, so I don't know much about this badass woman, except what I just read to you. Um, so Pat's going to kind of take over and I'm just going to sit here and look yeah. cute. You, know, you always, you do that so well. Man, how so how long have you been overseas? And, uh, I, I started going, I started working overseas in 99 and then I was back and forth a few times. They no, but you were overseas change. before that because of the army. So he joined the army when no, no, he was no. like 17. Well, yeah, I went well, I went to Germany in 89 and I stayed yes. in Germany till 91. And then I came back. Then I got out of the army. Then I went to school. Well, then I no, was he yeah. went to the army. They shipped him to Germany, as they often do. From Germany, he went to the Gulf War. Does, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Desert Storm. That's where his tank, his bell got rung in the tank. And then mm-hmm. back to Germany, where you drank yeah. copious amounts yeah. of German beer, I think. Yeah, I got, I definitely got my training. That's where my, <laughs> I, I, that was drinking finishing school. <laughs> what was interesting about when I interviewed Pat was, um, I just thought it was like, well, this is cool for my show. Yay. And so then I like shared it on my social media. Um, and I was trying to be like, Hey, look, I have a podcast. So many people don't give a shit about podcasts and those people really piss me off. But then the reaction was, Oh my God, Pat, we had no idea. So these people were coming out of the woodwork going, Pat, what the fuck? We didn't know that this happened, that you did that to, to include my sister, his sister's. His sisters did not know that this was his experience. So when he came home, I'm assuming that they probably were like, because I know they were glued to the TV and there was some tense moments where they were worried because they've told me that. Um, So I assume when he came home, you know, hugs and kisses and much partying. And and then I'm sure everybody didn't want to ask him because, you know, they didn't want to upset him. It's like a delicate thing where you don't know what you can say. And I mean, when war veterans come home, it's it's touchy it's weird you don't know and he was not volunteering anything and so i think everybody just kind of tralala and then along comes kelly and does this interview and they were like what the fuck bro they were in they were in mexico with chad and christina and everybody oh, was like right listening to it as a group yeah you're down right. in cabo yeah yeah and like which is- was crying and shit which was even crazier that they were all together. Yeah. So and they didn't Chad even know. And Christina were like, what? You're right. Yeah. So people who've known him his whole life had no idea that this was his experience. Anyway. Yeah. It was unintentionally kind of momentous. All right. Yeah. So back to this badass woman. All right, babe, go. Well, Thanks, it's babe. funny because I've been wanting to do this for a while. And the first time I learned about this, I, I had heard about her exploits but they did an afn which is armed forces network okay so um real quick just a little couple little things a10 the a10 warthog or a10 thunderbolt 2 it's affectionately known as the warthog as a close air support aircraft it was designed in the 70s and it was mainly designed to kill russian tanks coming across the Fulda gap and the north european plane the A-10 is a unique aircraft in the fact that it is basically designed around the gun, not the other way around. It carries a 30 millimeter, which is a big ass bullet, 30 millimeter automatic Gatling gun, which basically they takes up the whole forward part of the nose. It's designed for close air support, which means it's close to the ground. It's helping guys like me um, get out of bad situations, and it and it's a it's a badass airplane. So it was designed in the 70s, and they've tried to phase it out many times because, oh, it's an old aircraft, it's an old aircraft, when it's pretty fucking reliable and it's been brought back from the scrap heap a few Mm -hmm. times because of its specific mission. Mm -hmm. Um, It's what they call a stick-and-rudder aircraft. It's not an F-22. It's not Maverick with all this cool shit. (laughs) It's a very simple stick-and-rudder type aircraft primitive airplane um it can carry a huge amount of ordnance on its wings which is why it's designed the way it is ordnance is missiles bombs and stuff that go boom okay gotcha so uh it is designed with the premise that it's going to be close to the ground henceforth taking 
ground fire. Mm. The pilot sits in a titanium bathtub to avoid any kind of bullets going up your ass and taking oh my out the pilot. Oh, gosh. Wow. The A-10 is affectionately known, the Russians called it the Devil's Cross, because when it flies, it looks and it banks, it has a cross, uh, looks like an orthodox cross. Mm. And it is mainly main job was to kill Russian tanks. Uh, the Warthog, I've talked to other pilots. I talked to a pilot when I was in Germany. We were doing some close air support training, and he was a, a, a TACP, which is a Air Force officer that's a former pilot that coordinates close air support on the ground. He was telling me that the A-10, when it fires its gun at full automatic, which is pretty impressive to see, it loses 10 knots of airspeed just from the re- muzzle reaction. That's how much power the gun has. Holy mackerel. Um, the pilots, like I said, you'll, the pilots carry binoculars. They do a very World War One-esque type uh, flying, which is what's so cool. And I got to see it up close and personal in uh, Desert Storm, where it came in and saved our ass or it we were about to get overrun on the flanks and between Apaches and A-10s, they did some damage. Uh, we also were able to listen to their, we had the TACP guy with us and we and we were able to listen to their open channel and hear how they would uh, do their runs, which is pretty impressive. Usually one A-10 will go in there in flights of two. A, an A-10 will go down, spot the target and drop a flare. The second one will come in and make a pass, uh, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, it's designed to take a lot of damage because of its mission. So it has backup systems and backup systems, but they're all pretty rudimentary. And it, it's made for survivability, which is what exactly what's going to happen in this incident. So Kim Campbell is a pretty badass chick. Um, her dad was the mayor of San Jose. Shout out to my sharks. Uh <laughs> She met her she met her husband, which is cool, in the Air Force Academy, which is he's also an A-10 pilot, which is pretty badass. Um, and she was pretty highly decorated. She was a captain when this incident took place. So she was flying a close air support mission over Baghdad um, and she suffered some pretty extensive damage from enemy fire. I don't know exactly what she what all happened. All I know is she took a fuckload of damage. Um, so they supported their guys and as they were pulling out, she goes, she took a big hit and she goes, all her hydraulics went out. So for people that don't know with planes, I'm sure you guys understand hydraulics are what move your, your, all your flight control surfaces. So if you don't have hydraulics, it's hard to do stuff manually as you guys can imagine. If anybody's lost their power steering in a car, kind of figure that out. She got a lot, she took a loud boom. And she lost all her hydraulics and she rolled to the left and she pointed to the ground, which was not a good thing, especially she's flying over downtown Baghdad in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, all her control inputs were fucked, so she couldn't do anything. So she went into what pilots do, you know, they call it, you know, problem solving or crew resource management or just basically trying to figure out what's going on. So it has a switch where you can switch from hydraulic to manual. Now, when I say that, just think about how hard it is to, to, like I said, to drive anything or move anything that doesn't have hydraulics. Everybody should understand how hydraulics move. So she put it into a manual version and all her cables and pulleys, it was pretty similar to how like they flew back in the Wright brothers type stuff. So it was all cables and pulleys. Um, 
so she tried a bunch to get the aircraft under control and she she started to respond she said it started to climb away from the ground the one thing she did not want to do was eject over baghdad at that point in time it was a lot hotter than it is yeah so she's like okay maybe i can get this shit you know maybe i can get this shit going so she radioed i guess she radioed her flight commander or her mission commander and uh she got some advice from some technical guys. Hey, let's do this. Let's do this. So it took her about an hour to get back. And she said she didn't know the extent of her damage. She said the airplane was flying pretty well. Um, and she said she was, oh, I was going to land it. No problem. Uh, she, she said she knew other pilots had attempted to land manually without any hydraulics. And one of them died. The plane like basically did a cartwheel and like Eek. rolled over to the left and died. Um, you know, she goes to quote her, when you lose all hydraulics, you don't have speed brakes, you don't have brakes, you don't have steering. It's a bad way to fly. So she got the thing, she got the thing on the ground. And when she, and there's a really cool picture of her looking at her plane, like, holy fuck, how did I do this? She had sustained damage to one engine. It was gone. And all the hydraulic systems disabling the flight controls, the landing gear and brakes and the horizontal stabilizer. She had several hundred holes from flak damage to her airframe and her a big part of her stabilizer and hydraulics were missing so how she landed the plane is just a it's just shows her skill as a pilot um and after that she continued to fly she did more she she like flew more missions and did more stuff than that so to me the whole thing is she didn't abandon her mission which was close air support for the guys on the ground she flew her mission took damage bad damage and managed to get her aircraft on the ground in one piece and i believe that air they that aircraft was ruled unflyable they could there's no nothing they could do to fix it um she's one of the only pilots i think i know that i've heard of and i tried to look that have landed a a10 in manual mode um it's pretty crazy she got the distinguished flying cross which is i believe obviously it's below the medal of honor i think it's the second highest or third highest uh medal you can get an air force medal it's quote currently awarded to any persons who after april 16 1917 distinguished themselves by single acts of heroism or extraordinary achievement while participating in aerial flight so mm. it's pretty badass um, very and like I said, she ended up retiring at the age of current or at the at the uh, rank of colonel. So, you know, she was a captain when this happened, which mm-hmm. is and you guys, everybody's seen Top Gun. Everybody knows like you and I have talked about our friends with call signs like nuts and thud and guys like that. Mm-hmm. But call signs killer, ch- killer chick, which yeah. is pretty fucking rad. So she, it's it's her initials, KC. And then, yeah, which is cool. Right. Killer which chick. Is really cool. Yeah. So she's got an and. Just to go on to her, her she holds a bachelor's degree in international security. Um, she's got a Marshall Fellowship, a scholarship. She has also, this is what's cool, she was the wing commander, which is the highest position an Air Force Academy cadet can achieve, and her, was with her father at the time because he was a he was a superintendent of the Air Force Academy. Mm. Which is wow. pretty rad. She started flying when she, she was 13. 13? 13. 13. That's yeah. wild. She, 
joined the she joined the I'm sorry she joined the Civil Air Patrol at 13. She made her first solo flight when she was 17 in San Jose. Shout out to my sharks bitches. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. um, wild. She's pretty rad, and I know like it might not seem to people like it just seems kind of oh yeah she did this she did this, but for me being on the ground and knowing like what she did is freaking amazing. She's got the Defense Superior Service Medal, which is, I think, the second highest uh, non-combat to peacetime award by before the Soldier's Medal, after the Soldier's Medal. She's got a Legion of Merit. She's pretty decorated. She's she's badass. Clearly. Um, and like I said, to know what she did and, like, save the guys on the ground. So it, it's it's pretty rad. She gives yeah. lectures all over. Yeah, um, she does speaking engagements all over the place. Yeah, I mean, including like she was a visiting professor in Israel at a university. She's she's kept on, and I and I believe she's really obviously pro helping women learn to fly, get women into you know. And oh, we I forgot to get this spin up in the beginning too. This was one of the first mission. Women weren't always allowed to fly in combat. That was a relatively new thing. <laughs> Jeez, um, in two thousand three. So, well, she was one of the first ones because in that's there was, crazy. Oh, when I was in the army in 1989, I had one woman in my whole regiment, which was like, you know, many thousands of guys. She was the chemical mm-hmm. NCO. Women weren't allowed in combat roles at that time. I remember that. Uh, yeah. No, it's just one of the it. many things that they oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. were like, women shouldn't be in battle because they should have babies. And what if you just get your period when you're in a trench? Um. Okay. Well. Well, just to go back to that, and I know I don't want to get too off topic, but some of the most badass uh, snipers in Stalingrad in World War II were Russian female women or Russian women. Yeah, you know why? Because fucking women are pissed off. You know why my tits are so big? It's where I keep my rage. I'll remember that next time I'm with you. Yeah. The first encounter I had with a female pilot was also in eight. It was in ninety. I'm sorry, nineteen ninety. Because I was, you know, I was on the border, so I did border patrol between East and West Germany. And when we couldn't reach our vehicles, we reached with our vehicles. We had to do an air insertion. So we get on this Black Hawk helicopter, and I'm like, and the, one of the guys, one of the crew chiefs, told me, he goes, "Yeah, you're flying with one of the first female Black Hawk pilots that's been assigned to a combat unit." Oh, wow. And I'm like, whoa. And she was pretty badass. I mean, she was she got us in where we needed to go. And, you know, we looked all cool because we were all camouflaged up, carrying all our shit. But uh, <laughs> so that was my that was my first experience with a with a female pilot. But in 96, I mean, I'm sorry, in 91, there was no there was helicopter pilots and stuff, but there was no real fighter pilots. And she's mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she became one of the fr- and one like that one of the most highly decorated. And now you got women pilots that are just it doesn't there's no difference. A pilot's a pilot now, which is the way it should be. Right, exactly. You know. Uh let's see. Pretty impressive. The first female fighter pilot was Major General Jeannie M. Levitt. And she just retired? Whoa, yeah. this article is n- new. She just retired yeah, this amazing. year. Yeah, she. I've heard of her. I know who you're talking about. She, uh, she was the first woman to enter Air Force pilot training for fighters in 1993. 
Later, she made history as the Air Force's first female fighter pilot. She was also the first woman to command a combat fighter wing, the 57th Wing at Nellis Air Force Base, Nevada. Throughout her career, she accumulated 3,000 flight hours, including operational missions like Southern Watch, Northern Watch, Iraqi Freedom, and Enduring Freedom. Um, Most of her experience was in the F-15 E-Strike Eagle. (laughs) Which is a badass airplane. Oh, there's a really cool picture of her next to it. Another badass woman, for sure. Well, you know, it's just, like I said, and and they always say, you know, there's no atheist in a foxhole. Well, when I'm calling close air support and I'm about to get my ass handed to me, I don't care who's flying the fucking plane as long as they're bringing the heat. Exactly. It says... Her commitment to challenge stereotypes went beyond the military, and she collaborated with Disney on the Captain Marvel film to narrate her Air Force journey and share a more accurate portrayal of a lifetime dedicated to service. Pretty fucking cool. So Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right. But I've always held a – I know, like I said, a lot of people might think this is – there's not much to this, but – if you go deeper into it and like look at her aircraft and look and if you have any knowledge of like what is involved with close air support, um, they call them mud movers because they just blow the shit out of the ground and do all this stuff. And any any infantryman, any tanker, any scout, anybody that's on the ground, close air supports your close air support is your your best friend and it like can i mean it can change battles it can win battles that's why the a-10 was just up for getting canceled again and they smashed it down saying it's i mean there's it has a purpose if it ain't broke don't fix it no and they're but see they're trying to get they want to say oh the f-35 which is a piece of shit over budget (laughs) and a piece of shit they say the f-35 can do all this or the f-22 can do all this well you know what you can't um, just speak, you know, you're, when you got a, a pilot that wears for all intents and purposes, a freaking basic helmet with goggles, right. as opposed to somebody in an F-22 that wears a hundred thousand dollar, the helmet costs a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, wow. I mean, just, yeah, it's, yeah, that's why it's over budget, which wow. is a whole nother freaking show. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> It's pretty cool because I've, like I said, I've met A10 pilots and they're saying uh, there's, and I've, you know, we've got a good friend, we've got two good friends that are, you know, F18 pilots, and I've talked to the A10 pilots and they're like, I would never want to go to another aircraft ever. It is wow. the most fun to fly. They're all, it's basic. From what I was told, they're like, it's as close as you can get to just the the basic of flying. There's nothing snazzy about it. It's an ugly plane. I mean, it is a ugly plane, but it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's not sexy like an F-18. It's got bumps and freaking straight edges. It's not attractive, but when you're on the ground and you need it, it's it's hotter than anything you've ever seen. <laughs> well said. <laughs> That's you know, pretty funny. It's, I mean, it's not. It's an ugly ass plane. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's not a jet. It's a turbofan plane. It's got straight wings. It's been in. It's been in service since 1972. I was wow. two years old. That's crazy. You know, so, hmm. but, yep, that's, well, that's it. I mean, cool. you know, I mean, she's cool. I've, I've been wanting to, to talk about her. I kind of had like a, a little crush on her because she was so badass. <laughs> um, but every time I thought about this, I was like, man, we got to talk about her because she's just, you know, 
just for the simple fact, you know me, I'm, I'm very pro women. I always have been. And, you know, I joke around with you. We have a lot of fun with it, but you know that like, I'm definitely more of a forward thinker. And like I said, Mm -hmm. it's just cool that she had a, you know, it's, it's cool when people can overcome this shit and she's just a pilot. She's not, Oh, Oh, the female pilot. I just call her Kim Campbell. Right. Right. She's just a badass. Yeah. So thanks for indulging me on this one. No, it's, I am very proud of you. I'm proud to have you on and I appreciate you sharing your, your, info and your knowledge because you're pretty badass too but this isn't it isn't pat's story it's bitch story so it is but like i said you know i will maybe i will i'm just teasing (laughs) you know i'm very proud of you um i know and i'm proud but it's just it's a cool story and like i would have loved anything to just like get her on the show (laughs) yeah no kidding she probably has a, a a speaking fee she probably does, but I don't know. Just if you could, I don't, I don't know if you on your show, if you could, if people could just look at that picture of her looking up at her plane, like what the fuck? Yeah. I'll probably put that it's, in the, in the promo. It's just, graphic. And, you know, from what I understand too, you know, she was just real humble, like, all right, another mission, get what, get my, give me another plane. Let's go. Right. Yeah. No. Very cool. Well, I think that, um, that's a great tribute to women in the <clears throat> armed forces and female veterans, especially war veterans and just badass women in general. So I'm going to call that. I'm going to check that off for Veterans Day and we can wrap this up, babe. I think it took us longer to get on the air going than I to so do too. the thing. Yeah, but that's okay. And like I said, I'm not an expert on the A-10. I'm not an expert on on all this stuff. But I just know if so. If I misquoted anything, that's on me. But I think we got the the gist of it, and I think we got like probably eighty percent of it accurate. Um, <laughs> at least maybe the technical parts aren't, but I know we got her story pretty, pretty I'm, good. I'm sure you did fine. Um, you can follow this podcast on Instagram at bitchstory.pod. You can email me and say, oh, my God, that was rad. Or, hey, you got this factoid wrong at heybitches at bitchstory.net. Um, mm-hmm. You can check out the other podcasts. There's Bitch Splaining, which is way behind right now, and Bitch Scopes. And um, all right. So let's see if my husband actually listens all the way through my podcast. Because we always wrap up the show with this line. And remember, well-behaved women seldom make history. So go make bitchery, bitches. Yay! <laughs> it's the one time you're allowed to call everybody bitches. Anyway, thanks, babe. Well, I appreciate you. And uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. And, uh, Everyday Americans need a champion. And I want to be that champion. Women are making history every day. Bitch. 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 Say what? Bitch. 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 Hmm.